Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today we have Taylor Welloffer and Ananda Dobbs from House of Volume joining us. They basically reached out to me. If you guys remember way back, I was asking for people, hey, come reach out to me. I'd love to get some of our listeners onto the show. And they did that. And I was excited to hear them reach out to me because they are partners in running a business together. And we've never really interviewed. Actually, we've had a couple of partners, but we haven't talked about partnership a whole lot. And so it was great to have them come on and talk about how they got into beauty, how they found each other, and then really some of the struggles and some of the things that happen when it comes to working with someone that's not you, right? It's really easy when you're the boss and you make all the decisions, but when you have someone else who's like, hey, hey, wait, wait, you're going to include me in this one, right? It takes a little bit more work, a little bit more give and take. And sometimes it's difficult because sometimes we think we know everything. So it was great to have them come on. They were open and just shared a lot of stuff and also talked about COVID and all the craziness that's been going on this last year. And I know you will get a lot from it. But before we get into that, let's do announcement time. All right, it's like story time here. Let's come around the circle, guys. I have something to tell you. Guess what? Lashcon's here. What? What? Lashcon, yes. Lashcon is here, as it always does every year, at least for three years in a row now, hopefully for four. But we are excited because we are well over 400 tickets sold, guys, and we're aiming for that 500 number. And I want you to come, guys. This is going to be the thing that you need to give you that boost in the arm, to kick your butt, to get yourself going so that 2022 is an amazing year. You're going to get so many resources, so much information, so much training from those who've done it before you, who are now lending their hand to help lift you up and carry your business to that next level. So do not delay. Buy your tickets now. There are, by the way, discount codes all over the internet right now. If you go on the Instagram, look up any of our speakers or our sponsors, and they will have a discount code. And if they've not already posted it on their story or on their wall, just DM them. Just go there and say, hey, blah, blah, blah. I want a discount code. And they'll send it to you. You'll save $100, guys. But you got to do it between now and I think it's the 8th, October 8th. So you just got a week and a half. When this comes out, maybe a week or so to go out, buy your ticket, and save that 100 bucks. And come to LashCon and hang out with the biggest gathering of Lash professionals ever. And on top of that, help your business, guys. That's why we started this, because we really want to help people with their businesses. And thus, LashCon now exists. Last thing is we also have just a couple spots left for Tustin's Lash Retention course. That's going to be in Austin, Texas, with Shelby, our friend from Lash Boss Radio. And you do not want to miss this. I think this might be our last one. We'd like to do one more maybe in December, but having some issues finding a place here in Southern California. So this could be it, guys. So sign up today. Tickets are, you've got a link in the bio in our show notes or in our Instagram, and you can buy your tickets. All right, guys, that's all the announcements I have for you today. Excited now for us to sit down with Taylor and Nanda and hear their story on how they built their business together. Hey guys, Paul here in the Last Cast Studios. Excited to join you. And Tusty Unfortunate is not able to join us. She is out of commission, but we have two guests today. So welcome to the show, Ananda and Taylor. Hi. Good. We're very excited to have them. They are with House of Volume. And they reached out to me. Uh, actually, I think it's been a while. It took a while to get you guys on the episode because, well, we're backed up a little bit. But that said, we're very excited to have you both on to talk about your experience about basically building a partnership and building a business with two different people, which a lot of people don't do in our industry. And I think a lot of people dream about, but don't realize it's not a cakewalk. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's work involved. And also I know you guys are in Canada. So you faced your share of struggles and building a business while dealing this COVID shutdown still here in June 
of 2021. It's like the headache that won't go away. So we're looking forward to getting into it with you guys. Well, real quick, let's get into your background a little bit. Maybe you could share both of you about really what got you into beauty and lashes and then what connected? How did you find each other? So I I don't care who takes off here. Who's the storyteller? Go ahead and take that question. <laughs> I'll take the lead on that one because yeah. my dear partner here, she doesn't necessarily like to take the lead. So um, <laughs> I've always been a lifestyle enthusiast. I've always, whether I've been working in more uh, administrative roles or business roles or sales roles, I have always appreciated the beauty industry. Uh, my sister's a hairstylist and has been for over a decade, always cared about looking good, feeling good and everything in between. So for me, it just came time for a change in my path and my career. And I was living in Vancouver at the time and decided to just go to Ontario. My dad was there at the time and I thought, you know what, I'm going to land there. So I flew the coop and I went to Ontario and started getting into lashing, which kind of just fell into my lap. And I ended up working at a salon and that is where I met Taylor. That's right. Cause you guys both happen to be in the same space. And I, at least the notes you guys gave me was like love at first sight. You guys just it was love at first sight. <laughs> I don't know if it was love at first sight, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys clicked. There was something you guys yeah, realized. You both had a similar mindset. So Taylor, tell me a little bit about you and how you got into lashes and all that. I started doing hair right after high school. And I did that for about three years. And my body just didn't love doing hair. I developed carpal tunnel. And so I kind of was looking for a plan B. Lashing wasn't super big here yet at that point, but I got my lashes done, loved it. I did a course with Extreme Lash, and then I worked at a couple salons and ended up at the same one as Amanda. And it was a lash salon, or was it a hair salon you both were working at? No, a lash lash salon. Lash salon. Okay, cool. So was it a big team, or were just a few of you working there? Yeah, it started out small. The way I got into lashing was the lash tech that I actually met to do mine because I had to find all new people being in a new city. And she was like, hey, you should start lashing. And, you know, I'm really enjoying it. And I thought, oh, I don't know. And she's like, just do it. Take a course and see if you like it. So I did. And then she and I just kind of started clicking as well. Mm. And I kind of helped her out while she was building up um, her own business. And I wasn't taking it too seriously because I thought I've been in business, like sales and management and all this kind of stuff. Like I just was like, oh, this will be fun on the weekends or something. And before you knew it, I was doing it full time. So our team was pretty small. It was like me, Taylor, and the woman who started the business. Okay. And maybe one or two other people, but that was it. Okay. So it wasn't this giant lash salon, but you guys got there. And what was it that you guys clicked on? What was it that made you feel like, wow, because I know you maybe you should share a little bit about your dreaming and how you guys started plotting and planning because you guys seemed right away. It sounded like to kind of connect and want to do something together. I did an yeah. flashes actually the day we met when she was going to Vegas and we just like, totally clicked. <laughs> yeah. I had been getting my lashes done by someone else. And, you know, to be honest, I was like, I'm not too sure about this little thing coming in to do my lashes. Like, I don't know. Cause of course we're all set on our, on our lash people. You know, we don't really want to let new people do our lashes. And I thought, okay, fine. I'll give her a try. And then 
much to my amazement, when I opened my eyes, I really did realize I loved her. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, my lashes are better than Vegas ready. I love her. (laughs) So all it took was good lashes and that was it. That was like, okay, we got to find a way to work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Now, was there anything that, were you guys looking to do your own thing beforehand or was this this kind of this accidental kind of built relationship just happened and you guys said, you know what, we should do something. We should start a business together. It was a bit of a perfect storm, to be honest. The place that we were working at, we were facing a lot of challenges. And through those challenges, Taylor and I just kind of really bonded. We built a sense of trust and loyalty through some of the challenges that were being presented at the time. And then, of course, the dream of like, we got to get out of here. But what does that mean? What does that look like? Is that something together, apart? You know, what well, is it even in general? Feel, though, if we went somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what we were doing, we kind of decided like, we're going to do this together. And so I think um, off of the foundation of, of going through all the challenges we were facing at the time, and then with sort of our visions aligning for what we wanted to eventually get to or to be doing, that's how we really came together and formed House of Volume. So for you, was there a game plan for launching House of Volume or was it just more like, let's just get together, we'll open a place and get going? I mean, there was. Yeah, there was. <laughs> there was. There was. <laughs> Planned in quite like, well. Yeah, when did this happen? When did the, finally you guys decide to break off and start your own thing, I guess? I got fired one day and Ananda was at work. And so I called her and I was like, we have about a day to actually build this. <laughs> yeah. We went out, we like bought everything we needed, set it up in Ananda's condo. And we were like, okay. Open for business the next day. Okay. Well, that's a quick turnaround. One 24 hours. I think that's the fastest I've heard. <laughs> yeah. It was quite a ride. It went from Taylor calling me, you know, not hysterics in the way that she was just like sad or anything, but just kind of like, I can't believe what just happened. And I mean, I got her a drink within a few hours from that phone call mm. and we just started plotting and scheming. And the crazy part was I was still working. We were working for the same place and she had got fired. And so I was on my phone in between clients and taking bathroom breaks and just trying to like get it all up and running because the plan we had made every time we would go out, you know, for a drink and and have some dinner after work, we would be working on our business plan. And before you knew it, we were being forced to not necessarily finish the plan, but just start executing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's something to be set for action, right? Just ready, shoot, aim or shoot, ready, aim, as I like to say, where you just do it and you figure it out as you go, because often you can over plan forever and then you'll just never do it. Or you wait so long, you've missed a lot of time that you could have been moving forward and didn't have to spend so much time planning. So I think for a lot of people out there, hopefully that's a, a maybe a, a little push that, you know what? In 24 hours, you can have your own business going. <laughs> you really can. You really can. <laughs> and you can work out the details. Obviously, there's a lot of legalities of things you need to have done, like licensing and, and all that stuff, but insurance, so forth. But if in the pinch, if you had to, you could do it. And then, you know, that stuff, I mean, literally it takes to get liability insurance, maybe takes, at least if you work through like the PBA, like we've done, the Professional Beauty Association in the United States, I'm not sure if they work, if they do stuff up in Canada, it takes maybe 20, 30 minutes to set up a policy with them. So getting insurance is quick, getting a, a, a city license, you can get that like in a, a half hour, just online, just file a form and send it in. So these things like you think are really big jobs, but really when it comes down to it, it's more just if you have clients and you need a room, you just need a room and then you can get going. Yeah. So 
exactly. All right. Well, that's good. Good for quick adapting. And so you guys, was this in 2018, 2019? What year was this when you got started or started House of Volume? 2018. And I remember you sharing in your notes that you guys told me that it was really easy in the beginning. Like you just guys had clients, things kind of went naturally, but uh, it's not always been that way because COVID hit, right? And things got exactly. a little bit more difficult for you guys, especially in Canada, which it seems like you guys have been hit almost the hardest country hit, I think, as far as lockdowns and maybe some places in Europe. <laughs> yeah, where I think we are, Ontario's the longest lockdown, I think, yeah, out of all of them. In North America. Yeah, at least yeah. North America. I think Australia was pretty much locked down for a long time, too. And they had like no deaths. I was always amazed how like, wow, you guys locked Australia down for a year, whatever it was, and 10 people died or something. <laughs> it's like, Yeah, no, I know. It's amazing. Yeah, which is great. Save lives. But I mean, how many lives were also destroyed financially where you couldn't make a living unless the government bailed you out, which I've been told hasn't happened in Canada. That It's not like they're paying yeah. you $5,000 a month to stay shut down, right? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be like, okay, sure, I can shut down. If you guys pay me, this should be shut down. But otherwise, you guys got to give me a way to make a living. Well, before we get into that, let's go back a little bit about the thing that I think for you two that I think a lot of people want to do one day is they they want to reach out, branch out on their own. They want to start their own business. And maybe they have a close friend or someone that they like to work with. But business partnerships are a tricky thing to do. It doesn't always work out. In fact, it's more likely your business will fail with a partnership than it will succeed. The odds are, I don't know, remember the odds. I've, I've read on this a little bit and partnerships really, really raise the stakes because now it's one thing when you work for yourself to make decisions like, oh, you can, you know, you something doesn't work, you blame yourself and you can beat yourself up and all that. But when you have two people now trying to succeed and work together, now you have two votes and they can cancel each other out. So it's not always easy, especially if you have are opinionated or strong willed or like that. Or so all that. So for you two, you know, what have been some of the struggles of working as a business together, trying to solve problems? Because obviously before COVID, you had a couple of years, it looked like, where you were running your own ship, doing your own thing. And I'm sure during this time, you've had to learn how to work together. And, and there have probably been bumps along the way. So maybe you could share any struggles that you had to work through. Of course. I mean, I think we've been very fortunate in that our vision has been very aligned from the, from the get-go. And we've been, we're very compatible. I will say that for sure. But I think for as many weaknesses and strengths that each other have, we have the opposite ones. Okay. So where I lack, Taylor picks up and I think vice versa. But I think some of the struggles are just that it is two people that now have to make decisions instead of just yourself. So if you're an independent person or you're someone who likes to be in control, which we both do and are, (laughs) (laughs) and we have strong opinions and strong ideas, you have to find a way to sort of humble yourself and bring it to the table so that it can be both of you guys in the end making the decision and or figuring out how to champion it. You know, who's taking what parts of what and to move the idea forward instead of like, you know, we're talking about if it is just you, you just go, right? You don't have to stop and think about anyone else. So that is actually probably one of the most challenging parts is that, and you also have to think about the fact that life is still happening. So, you you know, my day might have been shit and it's kind of, I'm assuming like a marriage sometimes you come home and you dump it on each other. You know what I mean? And then you've got to sift through all of, you know, what really is happening and you have to have like a therapy session almost, you know what I mean? And and then you do have therapy together. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You have someone you can at least bond and complain about your day and work through it and coach you through it. Right. 
Exactly. And sometimes it does just mean you have to put your tail between the legs and come and, you know, I know I've had to do it and been like, hey, I, you know, that wasn't meant for you. You know what I mean? I had a shitty day today and I'm sorry. And she thankfully has a, a pretty thick skin and can handle my crazy. So <laughs> it works. I, I was signing up for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys find at least sometimes if one of you is down, the other one is up, like there's there to pick you up. Like there's like tends to be a balance there for that. Totally. Wouldn't so. you think Tay? Yeah. I think that naturally, especially when we're working in the same space, which is like us being a part is new. We built our business side by side and like a 10 by 10 space roughly. So really side by side, I find that if I can tell that something's weighing on her mind, you know, I just kind of pipe up with our clients more and I'm mm-hmm. a bit more chatty and vice versa. If she can tell, I'm just like, I'm not a morning person. So yeah. the morning people usually get, I, I usually the get morning conversations. You, you, <laughs> you, you carry it in the mornings for her. That's great. Well, that's what teamwork is, right? I mean, I think one of the things that when people are looking for partners, it really is about finding people who meet or match your weaknesses. I mean, Tusty and I just really got fortunate. I mean, Tusty hates the nuts and bolts. She hates details. She's kind of the big idea person. She loves the, what I think is the worst work in the world. And that is doing lashes because <laughs> it's like <laughs> meticulous, detailed work. And that is so hard for me. Like she at one point says, do you want to learn lashes? I'm like, Tuss, I would rather kill myself than do lashes. <laughs> it is so hard. I see it. And I have so much respect for you guys and what you're doing because it is this really fine work. And in fact, when we would interview people, we always wanted people who liked to work with their hands and people who were crafty. We found a mm-hmm. real connection with people who already like to do stuff with their hands, were really great at doing lashes because they were used to doing that kind of repetitive kind of work yeah. that was art. But it, you know, it is when you sit down to it, it's just like me one lash at a time or one fan at a time. So it's not exactly in the smaller picture, you know, it seems very invigorating, but when you're done, the work is like, oh my gosh, look at this. But certain personalities love that work. I'm not one of them. And Tusney also is <laughs> like not the time person. She's not the one when they say how we're going to pull off events. She's like, I don't want to deal with that. So you, you know, we find <laughs> The opposite is also my background was in customer service when I was younger. So we have these ways of matching up. So it sounds like for you guys, finding that type of relationship worked really well. And I think anyone out there is looking to partner with someone. If you are like working with someone like we're so alike and we're like-minded and we're both strong-willed and we both like doing the same things, I think you're going to find more conflict in your business where you don't want to cover for each other. I think it's definitely nice that we like doing different things. I want to read. Yeah. I want to learn. She's the creative one. She wants to hop on social media. I want no place on there. Good. See, there you she go. Really Tuss yeah, hates social that. media too. She hates the thing. Yeah. I do all the social media. I'm the, I think the oldest last person in the industry right now, currently on social oh, media. Stop. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> but that said, that's great. I mean, you, you find what you like and it matches up really nicely. So if one of you loves social media and the other one's like, more the reader, the learner. That, that's great because yes. I'm guessing, Taylor, yeah. you can read and learn stuff and you probably bring Amanda like, Amanda, hey, here's an idea. How about yes. this? How about that? Right? Exactly. She's definitely the one. You know, actually, I will say, rewind slightly, is like defining A, your strengths and weaknesses, but B, defining the roles within your partnership. That's some of the more the like the nitty gritty of a partnership. You really do have to do because it's important that each other thrives in what you actually enjoy doing. Of course, you're going to do a few things that you don't like doing, but I think it's better overall for the partnership. We figured out that Taylor's research and development, like that's her shtick. She loves the, you know, listening to podcasts, taking the notes, doing the webinars and seminars and everything. Whereas for me, I'm like, 
I want to be out there. I want to like shake hands and hold babies. Like that's my thing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's great. way better. She gets to be behind closed doors and, and she really keeps us thriving as far as like getting information and learning and staying ahead of the curve and sourcing new products and trying new things. And then I get to like just gab all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. interesting is you guys will love FlashCon because both of you, your needs will be met there. I mean, for, for yeah. Taylor, all the, the training and all the business training and all that. And then and, and for you, it'll just be all the social stuff. We literally, it's like two love it. sides running of the same coin. Drink in her hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we, and we literally have parties <laughs> planned three nights in a row. So you will be oh. socialized out. By the time I think we get the Monday night, which last Anarchist Alley is going to be hosting the final party, we've decided to make the final party more of a chill party vibe because we just realized everyone's going to be so beaten down and worn out. <laughs> Like people are just like, oh, I don't, I don't need any more dancing. I don't need anything like crazy. Just give me a drink. Let me sit in a nice, yeah. we're hoping like get beanbag chairs or something and just chill and hang nice. out together and then unwind for the week. And then, you know, probably have Taylor share everything she's learned that weekend. <laughs> so, oh yeah. And then, you know, on the plane ride home, I'm going to have to listen to guess what I learned. Guess what I learned. That's right. Guess what I learned. <laughs> we're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And it's going to be all those new things that you're going to have to implement and change your business. So anyhow. Exactly. So last con's made for both of you in its own special way. It sounds like. <laughs> Woo, love it. <laughs> but that said, did you guys, when you got started, did you guys do any sort of contract or sit down and kind of lay out like, these are the things that I really want to be part of or the things I want to oversee because obviously paying bills and setting up the business and doing social media, these are all different tasks that a business owner has to handle. Tay, do you want to answer that or should I take it? <laughs> <laughs> We've thought about it many times. <laughs> okay. We verbally discussed it. Yeah. I feel like we've been so aligned with everything. We've never felt a need to, although... I'd recommend it for everyone else to do, but no, we've never felt a need. I maybe one day it'll happen, but it's like so far down on the back burner. Well, right now you guys are more in survival mode, obviously just with trying to get through this COVID thing, exactly. but anyone who goes to the business, I know that's had a partner. I mean, it sounds like you two are just really wired for each other, but a lot of people, it's important to have those boundaries laid out because otherwise you will yes. step on each other's toes and you will fight each other because you're like trying to gain control of the area that you want to be control over. So definitely something you want to work on. So what are some of the pros and cons for you guys working together or working separate? You know, what do you feel like would be a, you know, a couple of pros and maybe a couple of cons of things that you have to work, you know, that have been maybe not, not as good because you have a team now. I think, for the pros, it's definitely the fact that you do have this person that you get to bounce ideas off of when things are really, really going well, you know, you get to celebrate that together. It doesn't just feel like a win for yourself. It feels like a, a team win, right? I think the pros are, again, if there are things that you're lacking in and or things you don't enjoy doing, you have someone there who hopefully, if you're lucky enough to get a partner, which I would definitely advocate if you are going into a partnership with someone, make sure you have high level compatibility and that your vision is 85 to 95% of the way like in full alignment because that will definitely, you know, drive the the ship in the right direction. Well, I was going to say one, interrupt you here for a second. For you guys to say, have that high level compatibility, did you have a good amount of time to talk this through before you finally made this leap? I mean, was it just a few weeks or was it a few days, a few months? No, no, we had a reasonable amount of time. We at least had like a year okay. working with each other and basically seeing each other, you know, day in and day out. I, we were actually talking about this before, just because of course we reviewed, you know, our, your email before we came into this forum here and we were talking about it. I think one of the biggest assets to our partnership is that a, we have our own lives. 
and we're not so intertwined where it's like, you know, we went to high school together or our boyfriends are friends or our parents are cousins or family friends or, you know, those types of things. There is a level of separation. So she has her life, her friends. I have the same because in a partnership, you know, a lot of your world is, is very consuming of each other. So you really do need to be able to go, all right, like when you close up shop on Friday, like I'll see you on Monday, you know what I mean? And, or whatever your weekend are, you know, weekend is, you really do have that separate time. We've made sure, especially being entrepreneurs and business partners that our downtime is really our downtime. So sometimes I don't talk to her for two days, unless I find something funny that I want to say to her, but it's not work related. And we, I think we really respect that about each other. So the compatibility aspect, and then also just remaining individuals. And I can't not keep comparing it to sort of a relationship. I find that's super key is that I fell in love with her because of who she was when we first met. You know, I'm not trying to make her someone different and she's not trying to make me someone different either. Yeah. And I think having that year to work in the sense of build it, be courting each other's business partner saying, well, you know, and if you, during that year, you have found out at some point, like, know what? I like you but I'm going to go off and do my own thing without you because I could tell we're going to butt heads during a business, but you had some time. And I think that's where people realize there needs to be a time to work it out. You can't just, I don't think it's smart just to meet someone and do a business. thing. I, mean, I, I kind of did that with a business like 20 some years ago. And I got in relation with a, a person who I knew just a little bit. And I quickly realized this person was not a hard worker. <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. And we were like, oh my gosh, we started this record label. And this one guy in our company was like, he was a founder and he was not pulling his weight. And we had to cut him and it was sucked. It was really painful to do that. But, you know, everyone has to pull their weight. And that's the problem with partnerships. Sometimes one person works a little harder than the other and it's hard to balance that sometimes. For sure. I will say too, like if you're, we 100% advocate for partnership agreements because we've had many friends or people along the way ask us like, oh, you know, what did you guys do? Or what's your recipe? And we don't always tell them to do exactly what we did. You know what I mean? <laughs> we definitely advocate for that binding piece of paper that does kind of just make things black and white because in business, you have to remove the emotion. You just do. But we didn't, we haven't chosen to do that yet. It's, it's always been on the table. And, you know, so like Taylor said, it's somewhere on the back burner, like way, way back. But we have committed to a high level of transparency, 100%. So it's sure it's not a binding contract, but it is a commitment that we've made for our partnership yeah. that works for us. And we're honest too. If one of us is feeling like, man, this might be the week that makes me want to throw in the towel. <laughs> the other one figures out a way to be like, dude, like, I know I get it. I, I know how that feels, but we're not giving up. Like, it's just not happening. <laughs> Now, is it, what would be some negatives? I we got some of the positives. What are maybe some of the negatives of that of the partnership that you see? What Probably do you think, Jay? Similar to the positives, to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. I would say now you're two minds working together. Sometimes you have completely different visions, different ideas, and you can butt heads a bit. So then it's just the challenge of trying to find a way to merge everything together so that everyone's needs are being met. Yeah. Is there one of you that tends to be a little bit more the the one that makes the final decision when it comes to push the shove? If you both disagree, is there one like, okay, I'll be the fall guy if it goes wrong. I'm making the call. We're doing this. I think as I've been talking the most on this so far, <laughs> <laughs> we can probably guess that like I'm kind of that person for us. Yeah. But it doesn't have to happen often. But I do find that there are some times, and I'm, I'm a little bit older than Taylor too. So like I sometimes pull that card where it's just life experience. 
is kind of what makes me go, okay, you know what? Or just our experiences are so, di- are so different. Like I grew up in the city. She grew up rural on a farm, 99 acres of land, oh, like wow. tucked away with like animals and farming and all that kind of stuff. For me, I'm like, ew, gross. Like, <laughs> like I've been inner city, like my whole life. So, you know, I just, we just have different, uh, we grew up with a lot of different experiences. And so sometimes I kind of, kind of come in and just go, you know what, I'm going to pull this card of just being like, Hey dude, we're going to do this. And she usually comes around and is like, that was a good idea. <laughs> I'm glad we did it. Decisions. She's better at making decisions. There you go. That's good. If you have someone that tusks the same way, she hates making decisions. By the way, I'm going to have to use the age thing on Tuss someday. Say, Tuss, I'm the older one, okay? So I get yeah. to make decisions. <laughs> we'll see how that goes over. Exactly. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how well it will work. No. So. No. The husband, wife, I don't know if that works quite the same. Like, I'm the old wise person, so listen to me. Now, I've learned a saying, happy wife, happy life. I just, if I make her happy, then I'm happy. So there you go. That's what I say too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say too, another like con potentially like that mm. I could think of is when it comes to aesthetic as in like how you want things to look. Yeah. We are in alignment, but naturally our aesthetics in life are very different. So there are times where that has filtered into our business and we we do have to like sift through that. We do come to a common ground and we've agreed upon just sort of, we go work for more neutral vibes, not only for ourselves, but just for the consumer as well. Cause you don't want to pigeonhole yourself too much, but for sure, that is another area where you have to kind of stop and think like, wow, you think this looks good. And I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, that's absolutely an area where you've, it's hard to get people always with the same aesthetics. So that's great. Yeah, I think the one thing also that I thought was really key that you said is having that that other life outside of work and having a good line there. I know that for Tuss and I, obviously we're married, so we bring our work home with us. But when we're with our kids, they ask us, stop talking about work when you get home. It just drives them nuts. So we learn quickly that, you know what, when we get home, time to stop talking about work. I mean, we'll go in the room and talk eventually. But when we're with the kids at dinner, hanging out, it's not the time to go, you know about this? How about this? How about, no, that stuff's all on the, on the on hold while we hang with our kids because now that's our focus. And that really helped us to do, at least have some delineation. Obviously for you guys, it sounds like you've had a good healthy where, hey, see you on Monday. You go for the weekend, do your thing. And I think having a healthy uh, boundaries in that sense would be really good for people who have a relationship. I think anyone who's in business, if you're the partner and you're meshed to where you're like 24-7 always talking about business, it's going to... That's going to wear out the relationship. It really is. I think for me, I come from um, parents that are entrepreneurs. My my uh, stepdad and my mom have been in business with each other for many years. And I'm a product of that bring work home. So I think for me, it was really important to just try it differently. We definitely weren't good at that in the beginning, Taylor and I. It was like, you know, the early mornings and the late nights trying to just figure shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I can say that. That's all right. But... <laughs> put a little sensor there. But yeah, for sure. Once the dust settled somewhat, because it's still not all the way settled. But once it did settle, then we started to realize like, okay, it is important for us to have somewhat of our own lives outside of each other. Because as I said, you become so consumed, right? And because it's a partnership, it's both of you, you're there in it. Now let's get into the COVID stuff. Cause I want to help. I mean, this is where I think a lot of people who are coming back out of COVID are help at least maybe encourage them that they're not alone and that you're in the trenches with them right now, trying to work this out. So share a little bit. Cause I know you guys right now currently are not both in Ontario. So maybe you can share your current setup because of COVID and because you're still shut down. What's happened with your business currently? 
Yeah, we've had to really make some changes. We were we were given a lot of lemons to make some lemonade with. Um, <laughs> yes. That's a nice way to put so, it. So Ananda is in Vancouver. I'm in Ontario. Yep. Vancouver's actually opened up. So we are in the process of having our HOV Vancouver location coming up and yeah. running. We're waiting for Ontario to give us the go ahead. So then we'll have two operating locations. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea is that you're both going to operate the same business in two locations and you'll both yeah, run it. Yeah. Yeah. We can and- go back and forth. Okay. Exactly. With what happened was when COVID struck, you know, of course, you know, the first lockdown, the second lockdown, like that's how it was going for us in Ontario. I kind of realized we had to make some changes because, you know, the business wasn't going to be able to support us financially, both of us. I am born and raised in Vancouver, as I said before, and Taylor's from Ontario. And for lack of confusion for the consumer, for like for our clients as well, which whom we've made very great relationships with, we thought, you know what? Right now, I think my parents basically were like, come home, just come home and let's just kind of get this stuff going. So we thought, okay, I'm going to come to Vancouver and Taylor's going to keep House of Volume Ontario on her back with me behind the scenes, FaceTime, Zoom, every every platform you can think of where we're trying to stay connected, all the while not being able to take clients, which was really hard because you're taking a financial impact to your business. You're taking like an ego hit as well. Cause you're like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, all the people that you were used to seeing all the time and creating these relationships with like your clients, things that keep you busy and give you purpose are now down by the wayside. And it just becomes really hard to try and get up every day and like propel yourself forward. So with um, Vancouver being open, that gave us a bit of a sense of purpose to be able to go, you know what, we can have two operating locations, getting up every day to like put into motion what we have in Ontario to eventually have in Vancouver just makes sense. And I will tell you, we came across many different challenges because as you said in the beginning, it's not as easy in BC to open up a business as it is in Ontario. In Ontario, we did half of it online, (laughs) you know, business license, insurance, boom, done, done, done. And then before you know it, you have everything open. Here you have to like, I'm still waiting for approval on things. And we're like 12 weeks from when we sent things in because they have such a different way about going through things. And I'm like, which was a great learning, you know, learning for us to go, oh, wow, it it really isn't just as simple as click, click, pay, pay. And like, next thing you know, yeah, it's a much different process here, but grateful to be going through it. And then, you know what? We really got used to how we were operating in Ontario pre-COVID where we had our word of mouth, We were just running the way that we were comfortable doing so. And COVID sort of forced us to look inward and go, where can we change? What can we change? And it was the much needed slowdown that I think we can all agree that like we all somewhat experienced, right? And from that, I'll say it forced us to just find new ways you know, and that's the place that we're in right now, like in real time, you know, we're still making these decisions daily on the phone for two to three hours trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what's the next move, you know what I mean? But we're, we're finding some new ways and we're, we're definitely happy to share them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess for you guys, right. You did not go into COVID think you're going to have two business or two locations, right? It was like, no. One location and now here you are with two places and all that. Two locations was always our dream. Ananda knew that she wanted to eventually like return home. So okay. in a way, COVID was a bit of a blessing forcing us to do that. Yeah. It just totally. sped up the process a little bit for you. 
Yes. Way, way faster. Yeah, way faster. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a, a year or two in Ontario, things get shut down, and then you guys finally open, close, open, close, like this stuff. And here a we are today. Times. A million times, right? And I guess for you, one of the things I remember you mentioning to me is that you guys basically are having to find clients again. Like you're start, oh, it's like fr- starting fresh. So I guess first, explain what's the new setup like if you made any changes to your business and then secondly how are you finding clients how are you getting people back into the books i guess mm-hmm. yeah well in vancouver we're starting like totally fresh with clients we don't have anyone to call on there so that is like a whole new ball game from us in ontario luckily we we're starting to see a few clients you know wanting to trickle back in i think now that it seems like we're really at the end of this people feel more comfortable like coming back making that investment again um, without before it was so much like are we going to go back into lockdown I don't know so now we have a bit of light at the end of the tunnel but with all our time off we've like really taken to trying to learn marketing Instagram all that fun stuff that before we really were just like oh one day yeah because you were busy right you had class yeah, yeah. there yeah. was no need for it before so yeah exactly this year, well, the, I think the pandemic allowed us to work on our business and not in our business because we were those people where it was like, as soon as the, as soon as 10 o'clock hit, our first clients were trickling in and then we were parting ways around nine or 10 o'clock at night ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you have to do the debrief after all your clients and, you know, you finally eat for the first time and all that good fun stuff that <laughs> while you're doing it, you complain, but you wouldn't change it for the world. Now that it's changed, you're like, oh my God, I would do anything to get that back. But yeah, I think that we were so used to having the opportunity to do like our, like I said before, I like to hit the ground. I like to, you know, we go out to eat, we give our cards that we, you know, we kind of draft in new clients by just being out there and and showcasing ourselves and our product on our own eyes and having our clients give that great word of mouth, which is like the best marketing possible. And, um, right. Like I, I can't advocate for, for word of mouth more than anything. It's hands down the best, but I think now because we've been forced to change things and you have to look at things basically like you can't be around people anymore. So how are you supposed to attract people in? (laughs) (laughs) If you aren't gathering anywhere right now. So yeah, no, exactly. So it's totally the marketing game has just had to be where we put a lot of our emphasis. So we've got a bit of a team behind us and helping us get, you know, our online presence much more recognized to do like, if you don't know yourself, guard yourself with the information to figure out how to do, you know, your paid leads and your analytics and, you know, all the targeted ads, Instagram, Facebook, even if they're the inexpensive version, the you know, the most cost-effective version, make sure you know what you're doing or find someone who can show you or teach you because they are a great tool, but I hate to sound so blunt, but they're useless if you don't know what you're doing in them. You could be targeting the wrong audience, not the right region, nowhere close to you. You know what I mean? Wrong <laughs> demographic. Clearly. So, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, for sure we have. We've made plenty of mistakes. <laughs> for you guys right now, are you doing a lot of paid advertising like Facebook and Instagram? Is that how you're trying to get the word out or Google searches or? Yeah. You know what? We're not doing any paid leads at the very moment, but we do have a marketing team behind us who's helped us with our website. So that has definitely been helpful giving them new ways of being able to contact us. So before it was just all social media, whereas mm-hmm. now we actually have like a number that, you know, a phone number that people can call through the, hey. through the mobile site, <laughs> through the mobile site. We have, we have an inquiry email. So hello at houseofvolume.com. People can reach out to us there. So we're giving people more ways to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. 
in Vancouver, we've done like an actual collaboration or partnership with like a Medi Spa. Okay. Where we're working out of the two treatment rooms. The woman that we're working alongside, she has had her establishment Dermabrite for nine years. So we have this wealth of clientele base that she has already established in a fantastic area in Vancouver. So that's another great way to kind of pivot if you have to is think about ways that you can collaborate with people. If you're having a tough time realigning after COVID, like get out there and figure out whose brand can work well beside yours and how can you reciprocate a form of resource, essentially. It may not be clients for everyone. It could be something completely different, but find ways to collaborate. Like don't be scared to get out there and For sure, like Taylor and I have tons of pride. So for us, it was like, we have to do everything on our own. Everything has to be on our own. But inviting people, you know, who maybe know a little more than you do or are doing something differently than you are into your realm, well, you'll learn from it. You know what I mean? And in turn, you'll benefit from it. So don't be scared to get out there. So for you, it sounds like you went and you partnered with a a Medi Spa in your region. So you're renting a room or two, it sounds like. And so for her, she's getting a lash stylist in her place. So now her, yeah. her whole place has been upgraded in a sense, right? Because now it's more services. Exactly. And you sounds like you can just totally, you know, as people walk in, they, they're going to get their facial, but now they you can reach out and give them a reason to come and try lashes too. Exactly. So she's, you know, I went in and I gave the whole team that was there an informational uh, session on, you know, on just how to upsell the service. We're very much under our own brand. Our brand, our brand identity is not being diminished by any means by having a bit of a collaboration or partnership. So, you know, you get to remain 100% independent and it's like, it's built in clientele. You walk in and you, uh, you've already got, uh, some picking. Yeah. Now, do you have a system in place where you're connecting with people or is she automatically like their front desk is referring you guys, or do you go out there? Like, I know like when Tusney was working originally in like a hair salon. And she just when she did facials, she would walk around the place while everyone's getting their hair done and uh, give cards and say, why don't you, when you're done, come over and I'll give you a free mini facial. Like she was just encouraging them to come try the services. Do you have anything like that set up? Yeah, we've got a bit of a referral program set up between both companies, essentially, mm-hmm. which is definitely a great way to go. Uh, they're on our website. We're on theirs. So there's that cross marketing that we're doing. And then, you know, like I keep saying, I'm like an in-person person. So we've got some great establishments in and around the neighborhood that our, our place is. So walking over and just introducing yourself and leaving a stack of cards at like a tanning salon or a waxing salon or coffee shops, like these are all places that people probably get their lashes done or they get services done. So probably not at the coffee shop, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Coffee and lashes. I know one day someone's going to do it. Coffee and lashes. You see it all the time as a joke, but yes. Uh, Right. So if for nothing else, someone in there, one of the barista probably gets them done. So I need her to have my card. That's right. Do you do a referral in the sense where they get something back if they refer clients to you or just give them the cards and, and how does that work out? No, we don't have like a proper referral program like that at this very moment. We've definitely toggled back and forth with different programs or, you know, promotions that we could Mm -hmm. definitely consider. We're a little bit scarred from the place that we worked at together originally because they were just like (laughs) Taylor's laughing. But, you know, it was promo after promo. Now, promos are fantastic. I advocate for getting yourself out there. But it's hard to know if you're really in a profitable place in your business if you're constantly on promotion. So you do have to take the risk at some point and find out if you can sustain without being on a promotion in the way of diminishing your pricing. So incentivizing, I'm all for, but reducing your prices is a sticky place for us. So we shy away from doing too much promotional stuff in the way of it Discounting you know, changing our pricing structure. Exactly. 
there's always the, what they call the value added, right? So as someone like back in the days, we would do things like if you buy a new, got a new set of lashes, we'd give you a free a brow. Um, right. You know, exactly. Shape. We just, you know, you always, yeah. it takes what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever at the end of the appointment. And that was just a little incentive. So that way we really didn't lose any money. It took a little bit more time. So there was cost involved, but it wasn't like insane amount of cost. So. Exactly. We have things. So that's definitely a great way to think of ways, maybe not so much for your client, but for each other's businesses to incentivize each other um, is definitely a, a good way to think about uh, collaborating. Yeah. Now for Taylor with you, obviously you're still in the shutdown, but it sounds like you're still working, right? You're still finding a way to you know do some work even in the midst of the shutdown. Or are you still turning no, business away? We're like not working over here. Okay. I mean, I have our daily FaceTime where we try to get through anything that we want to accomplish. Yeah. Like a lot of it right now has been focused on Vancouver, which is great. Normally we don't have a ton of time to work, especially together with the time difference and everything. So it's been nice having a bit of free time to do that, but I'm yeah. like itching to go back to work. So you've been, you're more like supporting her. You're doing research, you're learning about stuff and then passing it on saying, why don't we try this, try that. So you're really like the marketing side of stuff and, and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been trying to help her as much as I can. You know, I'll find numbers for her and be like, okay, we're going to call this and do this. Okay. Well, that's trying cool. To like emotional support over here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need it. I yeah. need it 100%. I need it. And you know what? She's also just maintaining connections. That's one thing that we've taken to doing is maintaining a connection to the clients that are existing because we do have our clients in Ontario who are so loyal, who yeah. we basically feel like our family, you know, and they've been so good to us. We've had clients that still send us the amount of their appointments. They'll like transfer it to our accounts or oh, they'll wow. drop off gift cards or send wine or like just anything to try and lift our spirits. And so we do the same in return where we're just constantly communicating with our clients and just asking like how are you doing like never mind the you know client yeah. and lash tech relationship like how are you because right now is really hard so it's just a good way to stay connected so taylor spends a lot of time just like basically manning the social media as far as like dms and, and emails and just staying connected to our clients in ontario so that they we don't feel a sense of like loss from each other and it's an easy transition when she finally does get to start lashing, which is only a few weeks away. Yeah. You know, there'll be uh, lots to like, lots to feel like you didn't miss out on. So the conversations will be like, well, you know, remember when you said this or remember when you showed me that you can <laughs> kind of get back on track with each other. Remember 10 years ago when we made plans? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, literally. Things we could go to a restaurant. Yeah. People are going to come literally. back and they're going to get three new kids and a, a new husband. You're like, what happened during that two years you were yeah. gone? It's like, wow, everything changed. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, for you guys, what motivates you? What drives you? What kind of keeps you going? Because obviously this has been one heck of a couple of years where, you know, the crops have beaten out of all of us. What helps you guys keep going each every day? Well, I'll speak for myself. I would think that what keeps us motivated and myself motivated is what I hope to see House of Volume become one day helps me keep my foot on the gas each day when some days are more challenging than others to do so. And I actually do put the brake on and just, just rest, you know, and just kind of get rejuvenated. But I think for sure, I'm, I'm so passionate about executing what I feel like house of volume has the potential to be one day. So the dream, the dream is kind of what keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's so challenging. I'm sure so many people in the industry can relate where I'm like, oh my God, if only I had a job that was COVID proof. (laughs) But (laughs) when you just the bigger picture and I'm like, okay, I know we're going to get out of this and we're going to accomplish so many things, but there's definitely been some trying days 
Well, it, it, it definitely, I think a dream, having that North Star that keeps you going, that says, you know what? Because it won't be forever. We can't be shut down forever. No. The world would end otherwise, right? So it's like, we got to find a way. To, yeah. And so having that, I know that's for us part of it. I mean, there's many things, but yeah, one of the things that does keep us going, it's like, well, like you sound like you guys did. We had a lot of chance to rethink our business and go, okay, we're going to go back, retool it, rethink it, remake it. And they're like, okay, this is going to be better now. Even though we lost a lot of money, in the long run, it's going to be a long-term win. It'll be a short-term loss, long-term win. You know, a year of insanity, but, you know, five years from now, I'm excited. There's a lot of blessings in disguise during this. Totally. Yeah, totally. this is having the right mindset and just seeing a bigger picture than just today. If you get too caught up, I mean, this happens for all of us. When you get caught up in the moment, you can spiral, right? And just like, oh, and yeah. you got to stop and go, wait, 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 wait. This, is, this sucks right now, but this is not the rest of my life. I mean, maybe you're no, in jail exactly. for prison for life. Yeah. Maybe that's it. You guys lost. I don't know how you deal with that, but but yeah. <laughs> we're not in jail. I hope we never do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that's it. We're in last jail forever. But yeah, that's said, but very cool. Well, it's been wonderful getting to know you guys a little bit. This is actually my first time really talking to you guys. And I'm really glad you reached out to me to share a little bit of your story and your background. Where can people find you? Where is House of Volume if they want to go follow you right now on, on, the, on Instagram we and all that? We are at the House of Volume and at the House of Volume Vancouver. Okay, so you yeah, have two or, locations now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Two Instagrams. And you can also find us at um, houseofvolume.com. So okay. we are, uh, our Instagram handles have the in it, but we're really just House of Volume. Got it. So houseofvolume.com or IG, baby. All right. There you go. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your lives. So obviously, uh, tell you had a little bit more time in your life probably to hang out with us. All <laughs> <laughs> the time in the world right now. Yeah. She's yeah. like, please, let's, let's do this every night. Why not? But Nanda, yeah. also, thank you too for taking some time. It sounds like you're running around a little bit more crazy right now. So thank you so much. You I am. <laughs> thank you so much, Paul. We really appreciate it. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LastCast Podcast and at The Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. By the way, you should right now, if you haven't bought your ticket for LastCon, go look at our sponsor list and our speaker list and DM someone tonight and say, hey, I want a discount code. And if they don't give it to you, uh, go ask another one or or come to me and say, who should I go to? Because I know some of them are very, very vigilant to getting the codes out there. And some are just, you know, they're so busy. They're just like all of us. It's just one more thing for them to do. So they maybe aren't getting it to it yet. But you can just email or DM me and I will send you to the right company that I know for sure is out there promoting it. So you can save $100 on your LashCon ticket. On behalf of my Lash Gumdrop Tusney, as well as our special guests, Ananda and Taylor, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.